Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. I go to kids club. Yeah, we should make Sunday morning service kids club for adults. Well, praise the Lord and good morning. Good morning, Garfield. How's everybody doing? All right. I I, lo- I love both services. I'm going to do a disclaimer. I love both services. This this service is a little freer because I don't have a clock on me, right? So we we're, we're excited. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pastor Steve. I'm on the on the staff here. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have my lovely wife, Beverly. Beverly, her name is not wife, her name is Beverly, amen, glad to have my son Patrick with me, riding shotgun, amen, yeah, he looking around, all right, man, so, so, man, I'm excited about this season, this is a great season where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I'm pumped, man, something great is going to happen tonight, look at this, wow, okay, all right, so, I'm excited about today's word. We're preaching from the topic, Oh, Come, Let Us Adore Him. I was telling uh, 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 Pastor Chip, I did not know that we had a giving campaign called this. I was just being led by the Holy Ghost, you know. I'm, I'm Pentecostal, man, so I'm led by the Holy Ghost, you know. We, we that way. I was so glad to see Justin here, man. My dude, Justin. Man, I was glad to see him when I walked in, you know. But, man, I'm pumped up about the word. I'm always excited about the word of the Lord, man, because nothing like the, the Holy Scriptures. And uh, so we're, we're going to jump right into the word today uh, from, from our text. And uh, this is the time of year, again, when we celebrate uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the, 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 the song, Oh, Come, Let's Adore Him, I, I came to this text or this this topic because I sing this song probably every day. <clears throat> this is my favorite worship song and I sing it probably every day. And the Lord really laid upon my heart and said, you know, I want you to dig into this and look at this season, the birth of Christ from a different perspective. I want you to look at it from the perspective of how heaven, how the father viewed the birth of his son, how the father, how heaven viewed Christ coming into the earth. Now, we look at it from our standpoint. We have all of our traditions, the things we do. We look at, the, you know, the, 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 the fat white guy coming down the chimney. Of course, he didn't do that in my neighborhood. He got shot. So he didn't, he didn't, that didn't happen. That didn't happen in my neighborhood. But I'm just saying for some people, that's what they do. You know, you got eggnog. You got all that stuff. Oh, okay, those are just customs and traditions that have come to us from different backgrounds, whatever, you know. But in the word of God, there's only one reason for the season. And the reason is Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. And so we're going to look at the father's intent in sending his son. What was the father's intent? Then we're going to talk about how to make sure that we are aligning our agenda with his agenda. That our purpose is his purpose. Because, you know, you can get off track. Believers can get off track and forget why Jesus came. 
And some of us never found out why Jesus came. They think they came for, he came for something else. So we're going to deal with that. And finally, we're going to talk about uh, why we adore him and why we love Jesus the way we do. And why some of us are just Jesus freaks and we just go crazy about Jesus. Amen. All right. So let, let's jump right in to uh, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, well, there, there can be no, no son of God without there being a father. So obviously, we have to start this from dealing with uh, the, the son of God or the, the father, the father, okay? Uh, the story of Jesus Christ, the son of God, begins with the father, okay, uh, who gave him. In Isaiah, we read, uh, Isaiah 9 and 6, we read, for unto us a child is born, unto us, what? A son is given. The child being born is a natural thing. That's natural. A lot of you, my wife, bore, bore three children. The, the child being born is natural, right? But the son being given is a divine thing. The son being given is a divine thing. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So if it was just any child, then all of the rest of this probably wouldn't happen. Because I had three sons, and none of this happened for them. And so, <laughs> all right, so, so this is a prophetic word. A son is given. Now, when we go to John 3.16... We see this, for God so loved the world, here it is again, that he gave his only begotten son. Now, here's the purpose. What is the purpose? That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the purpose of the father in sending the son is to save. Jesus came to save. The purpose of Jesus is to save. So if you're talking Jesus language, you're talking about salvation. Salvation is the point. Say that with me. Salvation is the point. See, salvation is the point with Jesus. When you're talking Jesus language, you're talking about getting saved. Because Jesus is a savior. That's why it says over, uh, over in Luke, when they talk about, behold, is born this day a savior. And I said this in the last sermon. It, said, it may shock some of you that Jesus was not sent to love you. That doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He loves you, but he didn't come to love you. He came to save you. You need a savior. You don't need a lover. You need a savior. You need somebody to get you out of something. You need a savior. God saw the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Jesus came to save us from something that was killing us. Amen. God's trying to stop the thing that's killing you from killing you. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but see, we need to be on that agenda. I don't need to be on the comfort agenda. See, when you go to the hospital and something is hurting you and killing you, those nurses and those doctors are trying to stop the things from hurting you and killing you, from hurting you and killing you. They're not trying to make you comfortable. They're trying to save you. Glory to God. You don't, and you don't go in there with an agenda either. Now, when you fix me, fix me like this. When you help me, help me like this. Don't, don't put this better dying on me. Don't put this on me. Don't put that on me. That means you came with the wrong agenda. Amen. When you come with the right agenda, you know you need some help. Then you know you need some help. You're going to get some help. You shut your mouth and get some help. So when you come to God's house, you're coming to get some help. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus is where you get some help. Hallelujah. So the father sent his son to do what? To save. He sent his son to save. Okay, so here we go. One, five, six, seven. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm new. Okay. 
So we cannot, I wrote this in my notes because I thought it was powerful. Christ cannot be repurposed. People are trying to repurpose Jesus. And, and his teachings cannot be reordered to fix our own, to, to fit our own agenda. Don't reorder the teachings of Jesus. Because, you know, I did this before. I'm going to do it, baby. I'm going to, I got to do it. You know, G- Jesus' Jesus' message was that Jesus talked about love, but he didn't preach love. If Jesus was to preach in love, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. They would have left him alone. Matter of fact, they would have, they would have said, oh, cool. He preaching love. Cool. They would have loved that. They, the, Rome, Roman, the Jews wouldn't have fooled with Jesus if he was preaching love. You know what got Jesus killed? Kingdom preaching. That's what got Jesus killed. Jesus is preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom? What kingdom? Where's the kingdom? Show me the kingdom. You a king? When he stood before Pilate, he asked Jesus, you a king? Where's your kingdom? King? Kingdom? Jesus was preaching kingdom. He would preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But if you listen to people today, you would swear that Jesus was like, love bold, soon you'll be making another run. It's love bold. You would swear that Jesus was preaching love, 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 liquid love. Come to my churches, liquid love. No, he wasn't preaching that. He's preaching kingdom because he was a king and he came to save. That's what got him killed. You start talking about kingdom, people start getting a little antsy. And he told people to repent and turn away from where they were because there's a kingdom available. In other words, stop doing that. There's a better way to live. There's a better way to live. So he came to save. So don't repurpose Jesus. So our agenda has to line up with God's agenda. His agenda was to save. I don't want to say God was obsessed with something because that's kind of a human thing. But the father is all about the salvation of humankind. That's what the father's dealing with. You know, you know, if, if anybody could have done a mulligan, it could have been God. Because nobody would have known. Mankind fell into sin. God could have looked around the cosmos. Ain't nobody to tell him not to. He could have just. Oh, boy. We're going to start over. Okay. Let's start over. Let there be light. Good. Okay. He could have started over. He didn't. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. And, the, and Romans puts it like this. God commended his love for us. He proved it. He demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, while we was doing the thing we do, you know that thing you do, the thing you like to do, that thing you do, you know that thing you do, you know that thing you do. While you was doing the thing you was doing, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He proved his love. Didn't have to do it, but he did. He came to save. Don't repurpose Jesus. Don't reorder his message. God knows what he's doing. The whole redemption, salvation plan for mankind was to happen through Jesus. And so, on that day, when Jesus comes into the world, heaven had a party. The heavens split open, 
This is in Luke chapter 2. The heavens split open. <laughs> you know, all I need is some bass, y'all. No, it didn't do that. Oh, sorry, just the way I see things. The heavens open and the angels begin to say, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Heaven begin to party because Jesus, the Savior of the world, what had been prophesied for centuries, the plan was in implementation now. And when John saw him coming, he said, there he is, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. So the father was like, folks, here we go. That's the incarnation from God's point of view. So we have to look at what was going to be accomplished through Christ from the father's point of view. This is where our text comes into play. Giving thanks to the father. Giving thanks to the father. And here are the outcomes what the father has done for us through Christ who's qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and life. Now, I don't got time to dig into this, but all this really is for those of you who are Bible students, this is just justification. This is where God, on the account of Christ, justifies whoever calls on him. So he says, because Christ paid the penalty for you, it's like being, I don't, don't raise your hand because I don't want people to know you've been in jail. <laughs> but if you've been in jail and somebody paid your bail, right? You be in jail talking all that stuff. Yeah, man, you know, this ain't nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? We good. You know? So? What? What? I ain't scared. What? And they call your name? Uh, Stephen Fur. Yeah, word. What? Yeah, man, you free. Word? Yeah, man, somebody paid your bail. Word? Yeah, man, you free. Me? Yeah. I'm free. For real? Why are you getting emotional? I'm good. You cry? I'm good. You, I'm free. Who, who paid my bail? It don't matter who paid your bail. Dude, you free. You, oh, all that hard. <laughs> Deuces, brother. Peace. I see you. I'm gone. I'm out. What Jesus did is paid the bail. He paid the price. He qualified you to, to be partakers of an inheritance. In other words, all of the things that were stacked against you has been satisfied. And not only are you free, you actually have an inheritance. It's one thing to be free. It's quite another to be free and have an inheritance. This is what the Father done through Christ for us. Secondly, delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of his son. Deliverance carried into the kingdom in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins through Christ. This is what the father saw happening through Christ for whoever would believe on Jesus. See, folks, that is what the gospel is. The gospel is not hairstyles and certain types of music and looking pious and deep and yeah, don't go there, go here, don't go there, read this book, don't really, it's not King James Version, it's NIV, it's not, that's not the gospel. What God has done for us through Christ is the gospel. That's the good news. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all of God's shalls are loaded, praise God. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is what the Father saw. 
And until Christ came into the earth, none of this is possible. But when he comes from God's standpoint, it's a done deal. Hallelujah. See, we have to watch this. For the, for the believer, Christ must be foundation, focus, and the narrative of our faith must be lived through Christ. When we lose that, we go into drift. We start, our agenda is not his agenda. We get on something else. You have to ask yourself the question, when you're dealing with yourself or dealing with other people who don't know Christ yet, how would this narrative change if they knew Jesus? If they were saved and had a relationship with God, how would it change how they feel about this situation? If I knew who I was in Christ, because some of us have received Christ, and you love God. I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> some of y'all know that song. But other than loving God and liking song, I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? Other than you knowing the song, you don't know nothing. I don't mean to come at you that hard, but I have to come at you that hard. Other than knowing the song and bopping your head to it, you don't know nothing. You have to know this. What would happen if you knew who you were? What would happen if you wrapped your identity in how God wraps your identity? What would happen if you would know if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Why are you trying to be two things? What is the thing that you were that has given you anything? Can you tell me? What is the thing that you were before you met Christ that made you anything but killed you, twisted you, dogged you, twisted up your mind, twisted up your life? What happened in sin that you hold on to so hard? What? That you feel like you got to hold on to it and try to be saved at the same time. Who tricked you? Who tricked you? This is your new identity. That's why Colossians 3 and 1 says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. And when you, when Christ comes, you shall appear with him in glory. You have a whole new identity, my friend. And it's a wonderful identity. And it's wrapped up in Christ. These are the things the Father has done for you. You get to find them out and learn them. You're already in the kingdom. You just have to learn how to walk it out. They used to have that song, walk it out. You got to learn how to walk it out. Y'all listening to me? Say amen if you hear me. Amen. See, the devil's tricking some of us. He really got you thinking, oh, it's better out here on the... Better out here doing it halfway. You getting killed because you're doing it halfway. You're too churchy. You're too churchy to be worldly and too worldly to be churchy. You got too much God in you for the world to receive you and too much carnality into you to receive the benefits of walking in the spirit. All right. So the devil just smacking the fool out of you. Every time you get a chance, come a little closer. Lean in. <laughs> Come a little closer. Lean in. No, 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 no. One, five, six, seven. I'm new. 
So watch this. So who is Jesus? Who is Jesus really? Or who Jesus is? Now this is the big revelation. And this is also in the text. Understanding who Jesus actually is. He didn't begin in the manger. No, he didn't. He, he was God in flesh. He, he manifested in the manger. So let's start doing it with the word. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name. Say it. Which is translated God with us. So who is Jesus? God with us. What's the next one say? The text tells us, talking about the son, the Bible says, translated to the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have uh, forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on, the, on earth, visible and invisible, whether they're thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Come on. And he is before all things. And in him, all things consist. The word there means held together. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. You ain't serving no chump. Why y'all thinking, you know, y'all, some of y'all got this picture of Jesus. He's just a meek and lowly man. He's just, you just got Jesus to be so soft. Jesus ain't soft. Ain't skirt or nobody. Even shepherds. I don't know why people think shepherds are soft dudes. Shepherds, you, there's one person on the planet you never want to fight. A shepherd. Shepherds are some of the most rugged, ruthless people. Do you know why? Because they're responsible for all those sheep. And if, and if, if, if they leave, they don't own the sheep. The sheep are some, belong to somebody else. And if... They leave with 100 sheep. They better show up with 100 sheep. And if they show up with 99, he has to prove he fought. Am I talking right? He has to prove he fought for him. You better bring me a leg, an ear. You better show me that you fought for my sheep. You better show me. When he's your shepherd, that means he's your protector. That means he's going to like, you know, like, he, Jesus is your ride or die. Let, what? You messing with my child? What? 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 You have messed up. You, you, okay. Okay, you mess with my child. You, okay, uh, okay. There's going to be blood and guts everywhere because you mess with my child. See, people, religion has painted Jesus as this soft, almost soft dude he's not he's not he's a reigning king matter of fact you want to get a good picture of Jesus uh, go to Revelation we, we always quote Revelation 7 and 9 go up to the front part of the book and see Jesus walking between the golden candlesticks eyes flame as fire he ain't walking there talking about to my church 
I have a few things against you. He like, listen, fix it or I'm going to move your candlestick. You better repent or I'm moving you. Okay, Lord, why are you all like that? Why are you coming at me all hard like that? Because Jesus is a mighty king and he's mighty in your life. In everything, he has preeminence, which means there's nothing higher than Jesus. Say that. There's nothing higher than Jesus. You're not serving no chum. Say amen. If you don't get it, just say it for me so I can feel good about myself. Okay. So watch this. How is all of that possible? about a baby born in a manger because this is the truth John saw the same truth now Paul gets it by revelation John who walked with Jesus also gets the same revelation all of the other gospel writers talks about Jesus beginning either with genealogy and go to the manger John the beloved talks about Jesus here in the beginning was the word the word and the word was with God And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Listen to the language. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christmas. That's where we get Christmas. The birth of Christ, the incarnation is what I like to call it. Because Christmas means all kinds of things to everybody, but the incarnation only means one thing. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, so Christ is never called Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, as we spell it, in glory. In glory, he's the word, son, lamb of God and all other kinds of titles. But for us, given among men, our salvation, he is Jesus. So when we read in Colossians, Paul is talking about in redemption, the father taking what the son done in the earth through the blood, applying the blood in glory, and bringing redemption to man through the word, through the son, through the lamb. Y'all still listening? See, so now, now here we go. I'm going to challenge y'all. This, this is where your little, Chris, your little Christmas songs done dropped you off because your little Christmas songs don't read, don't say none of this. So we don't have to get past the little Christmas songs. I'm picking with the believers now. If you're not a believer, just ignore this part. Got some house cleaning to do. Okay, you're going to have to get off these little Christmas songs and get into the book. Everybody say, let's get into the book. You got to get into the book. We have to go a little deeper. We got to get out the three feet and swim a little bit. You got to get into the book because this is who Christ is in glory. See, that's the depth of the thing. So when you understand it that way, oh, that's why this is possible. That's my redemption. Amen. He's God in the flesh. Hallelujah. Put on the flesh. Amen. That's a wonderful truth, isn't it? So, Let's go here. So why do we give him so much glory? Why do we adore the Lord? This is why we adore the Lord. It pleased the Father. Who? Who? It pleased who? 
that in him, the Son, all the fullness should dwell. It pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. So the Father said, I'm putting all my chips on Jesus. That's what the Father did. The Father said, I'm putting everything in Jesus. So if you want to know what I feel about you, look at Jesus. You want to know what I, what I think about you, look at Jesus. You want to know how much I love you, look at Jesus. You don't know what I got planned for your life, look at Jesus. He, it pleased the Father that in him all, 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 all the fullness should dwell. And by him reconcile all, 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 all things to himself. Everything is reconciled to the Father through Jesus. By him, whether they are on earth, things in heaven, and having made peace through the blood of his cross. And so through the Son, the Father. Matter of fact, the fast way to say it is that God was in Christ reconciling the entire world to himself. Hallelujah. Folks, this is the gospel. Everything's reconciled to the Father through the Son. What's left for us to do? Receive the Son. That's easy enough. See, I don't understand all that. No problem. You don't understand how your car works, but you drive that thing. I, we was in a barbershop one time. You're talking about funny arguments in the barbershop. That could be a whole, that could be a whole sitcom called The Barbershop. The lady said, I don't know. I don't like this proximity car starter thing. Anybody could walk past and just start my car. No, no, no. You got to have your key. So we could not explain to her that you had to have your key in, you know, proximity. She just didn't get it. See, the reality is there's depths of truth here that you can never get like that. But they're yet true. There's benefits in all of this that are for you that you cannot get like that. That's why he calls us to be disciples. What is a disciple? A student. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You have to make a decision today. Do you want to be an admirer of Jesus or do you want to adore him? Do I want to admire Jesus? And there's nothing wrong with admiring Jesus because he's done some awesome things. But to adore him is to make him Lord. To get what he has, you have to believe on him. Because everything, he, see, he's done the heavy lifting. He went to the cross. He's done the heavy lifting. What's left for us to do is either receive and believe on him or not. This is a simple uh, presentation of the gospel. Whosoever believeth on him, John 3, 16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. It's a matter of believing on what he's done. And maybe not now, but take and think on it, chew on it, and make a decision. You know what, Lord? I love this text. It's, Romans is one of my favorite books because Paul breaks it down like this. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It didn't say, whosoever shall come up to the church and come here on Sunday morning and shake the preacher's hand and give an offering? No. Whosoever shall look pious? No. Whosoever shall wear certain clothes? No. Whosoever shall not get tattoos? No. You know, 
Who's ever cut their hair a certain way? No. Just whosoever. See, I'm part of whosoever. <laughs> Blind, crooked, and crazy. Whosoever. Fat, skinny, black, brown, white, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. You ain't even got to be here to do it. You don't have to do it right now. You can be driving down the street. Go, you know what? The Holy Spirit will slide into your car and say, hey, Steve, you know what? I am the Lord. How many of God to talk? To God, God ain't scared to talk to nobody. God to talk to anybody anywhere. I had a guy call me one time. I'm going over time, but I got to share y'all this story, I, and I'm going to pray and be done. I had a guy call me on the phone. I won't say his name because he may be watching. He's going to get mad at me if I say his name. Called me on the phone crying his eyes out. Pastor Chip, he's just crying like a big old baby. Why are you crying, man? <laughs> he won't leave me alone. <laughs> he won't leave me alone. I'm like, dude, I mean, I think I got to get strapped up or something. Like, man, who we got to come fight? Like, what? What we got to do? What we got to do? What we got to do? You know, we, you know, who won't leave you alone? <laughs> he said, man, who? Jesus. I'm like, what? What? He won't leave me alone, man. He, I mean, he cried like a baby. See, he grew up in that legalistic background and then told him, you know, if you don't live right, God won't have nothing to do with you. He said, I don't care how drunk I get. I don't care how much I drink. He won't leave. I said, man, he, he, he's connected to you, dude. See, he came, for, he came for sinners, man. See, somewhere along the line, the, the, the brother somewhere along the line told God, maybe when he was a child, say, God, I want you. And even if he didn't do it, God just said, hey, I want you. And so God wouldn't leave him alone. So he didn't care how high he got. He could be as high as a kite. His high could be high. And he said, man, I'm so high. I don't know what to do, man. I'm so high. I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. And God's still talking to me. He said, yeah, he'll talk to you high. Be honest. God will talk to you high. Okay, you don't want to identify. God will talk to you high as a kite, drunk as a skunk. He'll be talking right to you. But whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've done for us. And in this season, when we take the opportunity to look at your birth, your entrance into this world, let the words we've heard today, oh, come, let us adore him. Let us remember what you've done for us through Christ. Let us consider what we can be, what we can have, or what we already have through Christ. And let us bow ourselves and adore you, call you Lord and Savior. Confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that, Father, you raised Christ from the dead and through that be saved. I pray this prayer over this precious group, those who are listening and those who are in the room. We rebuke the enemy who would deceive the believer to thinking to straddle his way to go. No, 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 no. Let them know to come all the way into God. Commit yourself fully. And find the blessings that's available for you when you're fully committed to God. The life of compromise leaves you barren every time. No compromiser in any context ever wins anything on no level, no place. And it's the same in the Lord. 
that's alive from the pit of hell. Let them see that and come all the way into God and let them give their lives holy to you. We pray it. We give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, let every glad heart say amen.